0: two o'clock on a Wednesday and you hear the trippy music you know what time it is mutiny radio listener it is time
1: for some call me Tim
0: I will never time that right. I try to time it with that weird vroom. And I've been doing this show for three years and I still can't figure it out. Some call me Tim here. First show, the new year. I am joined by soon-to-be-famous comedian Anthony Zaccaro. Oh,
2: thank you. Yay! Glad glad to be here. Yeah,
0: super awesome to have you here on Some Call Me Tim, the show where we talk about God and stuff. Uh, Did you watch the Holy Grail as a child?
2: Um, yeah, yeah. I've, I've seen that enjoyed it. Was, that a, was it a big part
0: of your cultural upbringing or no?
2: Uh, yeah, my both of my parents uh, raised me uh, Catholic, which is like a, a Christian undergrad or sure, like a Christian yeah. grad school. Yeah, sure, sure. Um, and uh, yeah, ca- Catholic is like... Um, you drink out of grail, so you have cups. Yeah. You kneel a lot. Yeah. There's symbols. You genuflect, which is genuflect. The, the which is the very weird yeah. Uh, but yeah, there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of different like position switching in in a, a Catholic church. Ironically, not in any other area of your life if you're part of the Catholic church. Stand,
0: uh, sit, kneel, 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 kneel.
2: Yeah, yeah. And then you have the people that um, are they get like uh, solidified in the in the position they they think oh if i kneel longer once everyone sits down when it's your time i'm kneeling still like look how devoted i am Ooh. and then there's like these little tiny comp- silent competitions that go through i remember really yeah and then there was a there was a guy that would stand for most of the service just because he was like you know that respectful um,
0: is it is it a martyrdom thing is it a connecting more deeply with christ's sacrifice kind of thing
2: if it's a martyrdom thing that's really because martyrs gave their lives and you're just standing for an hour and a half like there's no I don't it's an American
0: martyrdom we're not we're not
2: into into giving up much it's like Occupy Wall Street yeah. Yeah. Um, but was it a big part of your upbringing or uh, oh my god yeah well look
0: deep into the eyes of Sparkle Jesus do you do you believe in Jesus
2: Um, I I believe Jesus was a person he probably did not look like that or (laughs) any anything close to Jim Caviezel um and uh yeah he there's no way he was born where he was born uh, and looked like that. He he sure. would need uh, yeah SPF 100 yeah. and He has rosy he, cheeks there. They're very sexy rosy cheeks. Yeah, he's like he's like a uh, live TV ready in yeah. that <laughs> Yeah, he's got the the rouge and yeah and everything. Yeah. Um Green but eyes. yeah, he probably was a guy um don't yeah, don't think he looked anything like that. Um he he was probably, Was he the son of God? probably but probably not probably not um, does
0: god exist
2: that's that's quite the that's quite the, um i I don't think so I think it would be very easy for him to let us know that mm. he he does because like that's that's what was my weird thing with like prophets and people that have claimed to talk to God is that he always he always goes to them in private it's always a secret like you're the messiah don't tell anybody you sure. know just I even though he could just you know hit reply all um and talk to all of us that's true I, uh, well
0: now I've seen God okay I've talked to God I was also on acid at the time, yes, but yes, I, yeah, yeah. when I was inside a, a large disco ball, uh, the, the stars at night had turned into uh, an, enormous, an enormous disco ball that I was inside of, mm-hmm. and then God came and talked to me and said, uh, chill the fuck out, Like you can totally calm down a lot your extra stress that you put on yourself nobody's paying attention like i'm not even paying attention he like high five me he's like it's cool girl like everything's cool like don't worry about it and i was like dude yeah you know because i was in san diego at the time and i was like 19 and it was it was great so I had a personal experience with God and he was like a man and he was in flowing robes and he did come down and high five me like sort of like cool Jesus, like, like buddy Christ. Like it was kind of like that, except he had gray, white, long white hair.
2: Oh yeah. He's oldest. He's old as hell. Yeah. Excuse but me. But no wrinkles, no
3: wrinkles. Oh no, yeah. No,
0: he came down. He was like a majestic, like, I don't want to say Charlton Heston esque, but like he had flowing, hair and robes and he came down he's like it's cool chill out so it could have been a guy from the beach that i just like misinterpreted because i was on so
2: much acid for the first time it could have been matt gubser as well yeah Yeah. um yeah i was gonna i was on a roast battle with him um and but he he didn't end up showing up and so i have now i just in my phone i have like 10 matt gubser jokes um (laughs) But yeah and that's how it, that's how it works too because like uh with all the uh yeah uh, um oh to connect that back to religion roasting uh burning at the stake, uh, at the stake there we go now Ooh, we're back Ooh, sweet yeah now we're back you're a witch yeah yeah uh,
0: you're so clever though you are the best you hosted happy hour a couple weeks ago and mm-hmm. i was just tickled at how you every single person you had a great you're just so quick like you, you're so quick.
2: Oh, thank you, thank you. Yeah, even the people that weren't there, um, that are now banned. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, you because you pre-signed. But yeah, I uh, don't oh, know. It's just my favorite. Uh, it's just my favorite thing. Um, it's something that uh, it's something that I've done with my friends like all the time. Where and did it come from? Why
0: are you so good at making fun of people? But in a way that doesn't make them feel like shit. Like where did you learn this? like this charming skill
2: well it's just uh when when i was in went from middle school to high school um i i went to i was i went to a middle school where nobody from my middle school went to the high school oh, me too. very very few except for my brother and maybe one other friend um and it was a, a bigger high school than uh, i went to a very small catholic middle school mm. um that had like just opened so we had like a new principal every year it was kind of yeah. like the defense against the dark arts teacher you know Kind of sure. dies out every year. Um, but yeah, and then uh, then when I got into high school, I just said every joke that popped into my head, whether it was an insult or any kind of joke. Um, and so. For
0: what reason, though? To get attention or because it was such a big school? You wanted to de- like, you want to differentiate yourself?
2: Because that's how I thought I made, f- that's how I thought you made friends. It was by being funny. Yeah, yeah. And so But where did
0: that come from? Why did you feel the need to be funny and why did you rely on that even at such a young age? You're 14 you're just out of junior high
2: because i uh i definitely like got a a very interesting genetic role of the dice around middle school because i was kind of i was kind of overweight i had bad skin and i was on accutane at the time All right, yeah. which uh is the 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 drug that uh if girls get pregnant on it on the they, back of
0: every pill yeah. it has a no babies it's yeah. so great my roommate was on it and i used to save them cuz i was like i want this for an art project and you peel off the little thingy, and it's it's a little round nubbin, and it's a no pregnant. with The, a
2: the most so warnings you will ever see on anything so were for great. that. Yeah, the, the little
0: anti-pregnancy with the little red thing and the slash. I used to just laugh and laugh. You had to peel those off every day.
2: Yeah, yeah, and then it, <laughs> uh, it's yeah, it's it's crazy, it's crazy. And then also the 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 really messed up thing was that um, it it was in like. Uh, um, the side effects were just as bad as having acne. Wow. Like it got rid of the acne, but uh, my my lips were just like two ashtrays. Like they were just oh. so so dry. It made my joints hurt. Like all this stuff. Um, and then I also had uh, my current hair, but was smaller and like tighter curls. Oh. So I had uh, yeah. And then what movie came out? Super bad. Oh so, wow super bad and you were a little portly so they were calling you they they were calling me Jonah Hill Jonah Hill yeah
0: and and he's very funny so you became funny
2: probably that's how, but mainly, mainly it was me trying to get on the same level as the, the people that, um, you know, were cool in, sure. in high school. And then that's kind of where I was throughout all of high school. I was just kind of the, the popular kids court gesture. Right. Was, wow. Yeah. You
0: were the fool. You were the Shakespearean fool. You were telling them the truth that they couldn't handle from other people. Right. And you right. Were, but you were doing, cause you're like, look at my wacky hair. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Like I could, I can make fun of them in a way that no one, I've realized I can make fun of them in ways that not other people could. Right. Um, Sure. Like this one football player, very popular football player, was uh, um, making fun of uh, this one kid for acting kind of, you know, let's, yeah, acting Mm -hmm. gay. Acting gay, sure. Yeah. Um, And and then, uh, and I just like looked at him straight in the eyes and I was like, well, there's, there's multiple kinds of gay people. There's the ones that are pretty obvious, then there's the ones that, you know, play football, work out all the time, and make fun of other people for being gay and I just like kept going and describing him and then he kind of he kind of like started to turn his head and I was like oh maybe I'm pushing this thing too far wow. <laughs> but, yeah. but then yeah so that's and then uh in don't col- take down the king right right and then and definitely in college uh my friends and I we started doing um uh shows at my uh my friend's house um and, and these are your
0: first comedy shows Um, Were you doing stand up or were you just making fun of people in front of other people?
2: Oh, no, this was, uh, yeah. So this was uh, just uh, two years ago. So I was doing stand up for a little bit. Okay. Um, And then uh, we started doing these shows. And uh, during these shows, it was kind of more uh, laid back. So we would roast and we would like do kind of crowd work because it was just in our house. Yeah. Um, And then um, one year, my friend did a roast for my birthday. And then we've done that uh, at least three or four times since then. So just a lot of practice writing roasts jokes and also recognizing that there's a format to a roast joke ah. which, which is uh you look like this if this happened to them right. you know like uh, I use a lot of examples with myself like I look like Seth Rogen mugged you and I'm the police sketch right right, right, right like Paul that, Giamatti
0: that's what my boyfriend today remembered he's like yeah Anthony <laughs> Zuccaro Paul Giamatti and somebody had a baby right what's right. the joke it's like you actually say that you're Paul Giamatti and someone else's love child or something.
2: Right, right, yeah. Um, and I, I have a lot of different... Uh, <laughs> you just switch or, it up. You're like, yeah, yeah, I get it. Yeah.
0: Paul Giamatti and anybody. <laughs> but, but
2: that's the, the beauty of a roast joke is t- uh, saying an insult to someone that the audience hasn't really thought of yet, but then it's kind of like uh, when you're relating like in regular stand-up, when you're just having a relatable joke where someone goes, oh, I do that. But sure. instead of that, you're trying to predict, oh, what do, what does the audience think about this person already
0: wow yeah Yeah. it's like a chess game you did a really good job of answering my question but going around the around it and then coming back to it so can I give you my thought of why I think you got into comedy in junior high I don't know you very well but I did meet your twin brother
2: Oh, yeah. yeah. Your
0: fraternal that, twin brother. That's true. Who looks really different than you do. Yeah, he's very was, attractive. Was hands. he yeah. always blessed with um, the tallness and the model good looks? and the? Oh, yeah. Or was oh, yeah. he? So you're on Accutane, and he's
2: not? No braces. No braces? No, no glasses either. I also had bad vision since I was like 12. Oh, right. Yeah, so he... Uh, Took
0: all of the good did, jeans. Yeah, I know. We're, we're, we're
2: twins, and he just <laughs> he just split it down. Not that you're bad because you have great jeans, right? You're awesome. No, no, no. It's it's okay. Yeah, uh, yeah. He just like uh, you know, <laughs> yeah. He he got uh, just one big recessive, and then he he got you know everything. Um, but yeah, he got you know jaw that natural uh, like yeah bone structure. His and hair's he, even straight. Yeah, his hair's straight. <laughs> mine is not. Yeah, and um, yeah, just all the way down the line, he never he never really had to deal with acne. I mean, he had like the natural teenage amount, but yeah, he like never every
0: once in a while. But
2: one, he, he didn't need you know a clinical. Trial medication for it, you know, <laughs> like I did, um, and then that was also the messed up thing about like taking Accutane was that it would dry out my skin, and then people were like, you know, it would make uh, you know Lizard come on jokes. your face jokes and yeah, and yeah, like, uh-huh. yeah. yeah. And, uh, yeah I got uh-huh. I got bullied for that, and then sure. so basically I um, I'm probably good at roasting out of necessity from getting verbally you know yeah in that way
0: assaulted since from birth. See, I was. Um, I was always taught that um, it, people, uh, ugly people, get personalities. Well, but I, I just was like, I don't mean it like that because I feel the same way. I'm like, thank God I have a personality. But when I was in junior high and high school, I was, I was portly and I was made fun of, and it was, I was never pretty enough and now I look back and I'm like I was a really pretty person like I wasn't an ugly person Mm -hmm. I'm like I can't even believe that I had spent so much time like worrying about my physical appearance when I could have been making fun of other people and being clever but um, like I just it's you get you you gain personality through that like through that Mm -hmm. kind of experience of being bullied and then eventually you become a comedian I think
3: that's just what ends up happening
2: yeah, no, I, I think there's a very there's a very fine line between like uh, comedian and like the uh, the old kind of serial killer. Yeah. which is which is that it's it's just it's just the if you if your childhood stopped right before the line of you know very dark, right? You know, there's sure. like a. There's like a like serial killers like well, like a serial killer grows up and like kills female chefs because his mom beat him with a frying pan. You know it right. connects sure, back sure, to the childhood. Sure, sure. Yeah. Like the comedian version of that guy, his mom would just verbally abuse him <laughs> from the kitchen or something. Right. But yeah. So the yeah there's a very there's a very fine line there. I feel like uh, if a comedian just had one more thing happen to them, if they had to you know under murder a time. rat
0: or yeah or like chop the head off a bird or like there's it it would just take right. one like bloody incident, like yeah. of some kind, and then whoops, you the turned a serial killer.
2: Tom Segura. Tom Segura has a great line where it's like comedians and serial killers are very similar in the way that if you see another comedian, you're like, I respect what you do. I don't do it the same way, but oh, game recognizes game. Yes, exactly, exactly. Very true.
0: Well, oh. the audience does. The one thing I do believe in with comedy that always. I always have to remind myself because I can get down on myself in this comparative, competitive thing that can happen with comedians. And it doesn't have to be that way if you have this mindset that the audience has an infinite ability to laugh Mm. and you and I can do it totally differently. Therefore, there is no competition because really we should be collaboratively thinking about the whole night and trying to make the audience laugh in as many ways as possible. So as a booker, right, right. so as a booker, it takes it off. This is a person I think who's funny. This is a person I think who's funnier. It's not that. It's in what way are they going to make the audience laugh and do I want that for this show?
3: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: And so then as a comedian, it becomes, well, how many different audiences and how can our material so that we don't get seen in just this one way? Like, I only know how to make the the audience laughed this way. Or you don't want to get pigeonholed, you know?
2: Yeah, yeah. And I don't think audiences... Um think about how, because we're always worried about following someone that killed, right? um, but I don't think audiences see that as much as like, oh, this guy killed and now this this person is not as good, but they feel it a little bit, but it's not, I don't think it's as conscious as we worry about. Sure, uh, but if
0: there's, if there's, if someone kills the person who's going next, I try to make sure that they're not exactly the same. For example, Mm -hmm. I wouldn't put Who's another roast person that I'd be like? I,
2: um, Clay does them a lot. Clay,
0: but I'm thinking like maybe like Charlie Spink. No, you guys are so different. He could do puns all day and it wouldn't matter. Yeah, like let's say that Clay Newman and then you. You guys kind of even look. You look a little yeah, similar. Yeah, that's,
2: that's happened. Yeah.
0: So you've got the kind of hair thing and yeah. and there's you have kind of a similar energy. I wouldn't do that. I'd mm. switch it up and I'd put like a female there or. You know, I hate prop comics, but I don't no, know. Like, so but there's, but sometimes the audience is so I mean. And some audiences maybe they don't like roast jokes. I'm sure that you've been in places where you're like doing your crowd work and you offend someone, and oh, then they're yeah, pissed yeah. at you.
2: Or but the good thing is usually if I'm going at an audience member in that way, in that roasting way, the yeah. audience is also doesn't like them too right. because they've interrupted the show or something. Right, right. Because uh, so it's,
0: it's a heckle roast. That's a great way to get out of heckling, isn't it?
2: oh yeah that's the that's the only way I know how right, like, right yeah that happened at Maggie and McGarry's a little while ago I, I have this joke about how uh, the only the only time white men ever get police attention is if their wife goes missing that's the that's those <laughs> or true if crime a serial
0: shows. killer right yeah yeah
2: um, or uh, yeah you know the they took them on the, the last life insurance policy cruise or something like that but yeah so I have that joke and I say so that you know my girlfriend if she ever gets in a tragic accident I'll have alibi ready because sometimes the girlfriend will get in a tragic accident and then the husband gets blamed still you know right. um, and so I had then that I won't do the whole thing but it leads to me saying I'd be okay if my girlfriend died and then this woman <laughs> shouts out in the audience she goes uh, she, she says I lost my daughter <laughs> wow. And then yeah and everyone just kind of goes silent I'm like what are you doing here go find her uh, and then, uh, yeah but she had been yelling out before and she was also for some reason and she was filming the open, the Maggie's open mic on a digital camera, uh-huh. um, which I, which I made fun of her for. I said, that's like painting a mural of a trash can. <laughs> it's like, why are you filming an open mic on a digital camera? Um, and then she had a, she had a fedora and like a cam or not a, a cheetah print vest. So I called her Carmen San Jose. And, I
0: know who it is. Uh, I think.
2: Oh, okay. Yeah. I,
0: because she's sort of a comic, but not a comic, but she tries to, she's on bacon a lot.
2: Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. I can do. Yeah. Well I she she had a rough time that night. Um and while the crowd like well, daughter <laughs> while the crowd is dying um from what something I said, she kept on saying like uh, like uh she kept on trying to speak and I was like you don't want to do this you you don't want to do this and then yeah. So basically my I did s- like two extra minutes because That's uh, yeah, Austin was just like I got to keep this going. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that was, that was The audience was like Fuck her Which is weird Because I've never heard Someone say like I lost my daughter And then get like Kind of booed And like groan You know Like usually that's like A moving sentence <laughs> um, I made someone
0: cry once Because I did a my, my abortion joke Made someone cry And she had to leave She had to leave With wow. Spanky's in, um, Up in uh, Katati Okay She had to leave the bar Her friend They yelled And they were so upset And I was like I've never been so Happy, I made a person cry and leave with a joke. <laughs> wow,
3: wow, there you go. I felt so powerful.
2: Yeah, yeah, it's good. Yeah, it's, it's a good feeling. It's a good feeling. So, you're, you're Which, a roast there's, there's There's another like serial killer thing. It's a good feeling that you made yeah. someone cry made and someone leave. Cry. Yeah, yeah, she was
0: in a dumb outfit too. It was Halloween, and it oh, was like, go. come on. Uh, But my my way that I refute hecklers, I only have one way, and it's always the same. Mm -hmm. I don't get heckled very much because I don't know. I don't know why. I, I think it's.
2: I think it's because there's nowhere in in your in your set. There's nowhere there for them to really jump in because <laughs> it's very like, you're very high energy and then on yeah. also and also very confident as well. Because I feel like hecklers will jump in on the comedians that kind of have like a, a Ryan Good case kind of like it's kind of like a little monotone a little low energy which is fine i mean it works but they they feel like they can yell and overpower that kind of that kind of thing sure um but uh then
0: why do they want to that's the thing like well yeah what kind of weird attention are you trying to get that you go out to a comedy show and especially if you've paid for it Mm -hmm. if it's in like a real venue or somewhere anywhere you've paid you know You go there knowing comedy is going to be there. And then you engage. And you know what comedy is. And then you engage in a conversation with the person on stage. It's like you're breaking the rules on purpose. What the fuck are you doing? Like, why? What do
2: you... We need to get out of this. It must be some kind of disconnect from that they yell at their TV screen, oh, and so it's they're, the
0: Netflix paradox.
2: Yeah, yeah, they yell at their TV screen, which is the only reason I watch Jeopardy, is <laughs> to yell at my TV screen. But yeah, the um, and the I've seen it happen when I've been you know hanging out at Cobb's and a comedian is up there and they're they're starting to do crowd work, Cobbs? and uh, not really heck like not really heckling per se, but I've seen the the Netflix thing where someone. Uh, someone will ask someone a question in the front row and then they'll just have this kind of blank stare on their face and then he and then the, I've seen like Corey Holcomb was like there's no screen motherfucker I'm talking right to you I can see you like, like and then he went out and he like touched his hand he's like I'm real motherfucker like I'm real uh, that's funny. and uh, but yeah there's uh, live live performances since we're always looking at screens there could be something that's happening where live performances they that you have the disconnect they the, haven't been trained. Yeah, yeah. Um, they haven't. Been and I, uh, I wonder. Uh, yeah, the the whole heckler thing is the same in the same category of my brain as people that talk during movies and um, that kind of. You're ruining it for everybody else. I just don't under. Yeah, I just
0: don't understand. You're ruining but, it, but people on the butt there's a lot of times though that people. Okay, here's what I can equate it to. Um people on the bus that feel the need to be on their phone speaking loudly, and even sometimes leaving it on speakerphone.
3: Oh,
2: yeah.
0: So it's on speakerphone, you're on the bus, and you're purposely speaking loudly. Now
2: You you see that a lot with FaceTime as well. People just decide to FaceTime out in the world. The
0: only thing I can think is that they are so disenfranchised and so not listened to in every other corner of their life that the only place that they can feel listened to is when they are on the bus and they force people into listening yeah. to their conversation. Uh, like, that's the only thing I can think of, is that nobody ever listens to them. Mm-hmm. And so now they go to this place, le- may it be the bus, may it maybe it's an open mic, that at a place, an open mic, and they decide to film and heckle. Like, there's some there's some other place in their life where they're no one's where their opinions and what they say is not listened to and not important so i have to take an empathetic view maybe of oh i see the heckler like why would you do that so whenever i get heckled i just look at them and i say can i ask you a question and they usually say yes and if it's a man i ask if they're my dad and if it's a woman i ask if they're my mom and whatever they answer i'm like why don't you love me why did you (laughs)
3: never love me You do, these people they love me and you
0: don't <laughs> and I kind of like depending on how they react I sort of like break down and get really like over the top emotional and that makes everybody laugh mm-hmm. because they're like because I'm being so over the top ridiculous with it yeah or if they say yes, I'm like, then why don't you love me more? Like, you never show it. <laughs> so <I> invited you. <laughs> I, you paid to be here, and then I just can't. Mm-hmm. But either way, I can take it into a track where it works. And, and it's the only thing I kind of had to come up with it because of the brainwash back in the day and just getting, like, I was so afraid of getting heckled. And when it happened, like, there was a one time at a place called Club 93 years ago. I I don't know if Chris Riggins was running this, who was running it, but I was such a new comedian, I was like in my first year and a half, and I got up on stage there, and it was an open mic, but I couldn't remember a single joke, I just Mm -hmm. completely blanked out, and that never happened to me before and I couldn't think of anything and I couldn't do crowd work and I couldn't do anything and I stood there and I couldn't think of anything and then I just was like, I'm sorry, I put the mic back and then I went underneath the bar and I cried. I cried, I was like, I can't. I don't know what I'm doing, I what am I doing? Why am I doing this? And people like came under the bar and they're like, it's okay. It has to happen sometime. It's mm. okay. It's good. It happened here where it doesn't matter like <laughs> in the tenderloin where nobody's here. Right. It's 1130 at night. No, this doesn't matter. Mm. But like there, you've got to have it. After that, I was like, I always have to have an out no matter what. There's got to be something I can think of. I don't know. Do you, do you have any like really traumatic things that happened in your first it sounds like you were you've been doing it since you were in junior high. Not like like open mics, but it sounds like you've been the comedian,
2: right? You've yeah, been socially the comic. throughout yeah. high school for sure. Yeah, um, and then um, in my first in my first try, like starting out, I just had jokes that were just way way more offensive than funny, and uh. I and I didn't know all of the stuff I was writing was really about those subjects, and sure. I didn't know how to do it yet. Like, I wasn't talented enough to be able to get away with dancing around those topics like you have to do what, sometimes.
0: Like cheesy dicks? What were you talking about? I was,
2: you? I was talking about how um, when, God, uh, when God made Africa, he made it the same way that when I accidentally emailed my first draft to my professor instead <laughs> of the final essay, and I had only worked on the intro, and um, Cause I was, and I, yeah. And I saw so basically saying that like, like he only worked on South Africa and then the rest, he just kind of, yeah. And so I'm saying that and people are just like, Jesus Christ, like what, <laughs> what kind of shit is this? And then, um, yeah. And I just had like a bunch of, a bunch of stuff like that. And, um, I was also, I was, uh, I was so nervous that I would just talk so quickly up there. I still kind of do that sometimes on accident. Um, and, um, the worst one was when I, uh, I brought a girl to an open mic, which is the classic Oof. mistake that I'm sure everyone's made Do you uh, want
0: a date in the future. Yeah. <laughs> is and this the uh, last time you want to see her
2: bring her to an open mic. Right. Right. Um, and then it was, um, it was brainwash. Um, and I was number, I think I was number 15. And so, which was perfect. We went yeah. and we got uh, like something to eat and came back, but because it was the, Brainwash my number fifteen turned into like a thirty two. Oh yeah, from all these drop ins. Sure, of course. Um, and no one knew me there, so I right. didn't, didn't. Yeah, Tony had seen me like twice, but yeah. Uh, and so there was all these drop ins and then, bumped, bumped, bumped. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and so that uh, one was one of the uh, worst sets I've ever done because it was just nervous and you've uh, been there forever. You took it yeah. somewhere
0: else, and now you're there. And, and now I'm, you, you I'm feeling you're that drinking, she wants to leave. Yeah, but, but it's I'm, not yet. I can, do you want to go? You can go but I got
2: really want to yeah. for my set. I'm in the purgatory of like I'm within the next five. I right, think right, right, right. You know, yeah, yeah. And um and I'm doing that very uncomfortable thing, which probably is uncomfortable for hosts too, where the the comics will do like the um uh, the list like hover the drive yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. uh, uh, by. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of just
0: looking by. Yeah. Where am I on that list? Oh yeah.
2: Yeah, and then make oh. uh, make eye contact and just kind of just okay. I'm still here. Yeah. Still, yeah, yeah. What's
0: going on? Let's get get me up there. Oh, oh wow. I'll go ask. I always um like grease the right wheels I always bring pot food so oh, if go. I have to like if I ever need anything I just like f- you know float a little treat on by and mm-hmm. then
1: I'll, all will
0: work in my favor. That's good. But it's that's bribery good. I mean but so you so you, what happened in the set? Did you just bomb just well, I did horribly?
2: Well I did that Africa joke oh, but more of, yeah. it, more of it than I am remembering right now there was like more to it um, Call Africa a country that's always funny. There's a book called <laughs> or no yeah africa is not a
0: country it's a good little kids book yeah, yeah. <laughs> a lot of fun that would be that would but that would be a way to bring that joke home i guess like yeah. my ignorance is part of the joke or right whatever. that's the only yeah.
2: that's the only way that even remotely is okay uh, but yeah um that was that was a rough one there was another rough one around the same time where i brought um I didn't like bring a girl to the open mic. I just happened to see a friend while I was on my way there. Yeah. And then, um, and then I realized while she was sitting there that, Oh shit, I'm in this position again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Here we are. Um, but this How one was you? more improvised. And then I, I got, I, I got up to do my set. And then when I came back, another comedian was sitting next to her and like hitting on her and did it so badly that I, and I, I know who he is, <laughs> uh, but yeah, did it so badly that, that uh she just was not like not Receptive available yeah to talking
0: to people anymore yeah yeah
2: she was done with comedians after like absolutely probably didn't yeah listen to my set horrible people yeah yeah well yeah. she wasn't
0: listening to your set because that comedian was chatting her up
2: while she was probably trying to listen to your set right right yeah and um and thanks for that zane uh, ah, but, yeah, that's <laughs> so funny. we've talked we've zane and i have talked about this this happened he a long a time cry. ago um but yeah that 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 nose ring didn't Help!
3: Ah.
2: Um, um, I should ask Zayn how he manages to do coke with a nose ring. I don't. That's, that, that's a good question. Yeah. Well,
0: I think it's that he has a real job and makes money. It's, it's oh, there you go. <laughs>
2: yeah, that's, that's ah, the difference. That's how it works. That's the difference. Yeah. Um, and then there was another an, another awful. I've, I have had a lot of awful sets in my first two years, but you, you really.
0: But you're big now. Like, so for people that don't realize. Um, Anthony recently opened up for Jen Kirkman at Cobb's. That's fucking huge. Like, she's a person in LA that has a really large following. She's written a couple of novels. Mm-hmm. She's a real famous person, and like, that's amazing. How did you? I mean, so, so when you're like, you know, above these open mics, like, do you've f- you've sort of propelled? You're you're doing it. You're yeah. You're a is. stand-up comic. Like, this is your I mean, it's not your full-time job, but kind. Duh, almost
2: getting get there. Get yeah, there. The, the, that's the that's the twenty nineteen goal is to definitely get further along there. Start because uh, I just too too recently I started going to the punchline every Sunday. But I know I don't go either. Um, God, I'm so terrible. But yeah, that was mainly yeah uh, that was mainly like uh, school and job related back when I was at SF State. But yeah, yeah, yeah. The, um, but yeah, so the yeah it's, it's crazy because the I got that um, the Jen Kirkman thing in a weird way because I was working working at Cobb's as an usher and then uh, the opener was late and they were about to go on with no opener. And so then I popped my head, uh, popped my head in and I was like, Hey, I can, um, I can do this. And then my boss asked me if I had 10 minutes so much that I started to second guess it myself. Oh like, no, you're
0: like, I, like, I just did 50, but you, you easily have, you have 30. I've seen you do 30. I've seen you do. Yeah. I've seen you do huge amounts of time. So, I mean, I know that you, you can do it.
2: Yeah, you know but he's, he the, he, uh, he's great. He's the man, uh, the general manager at Cobb's he's he's great but yeah the he was just so he just has to check it's like, like that. sink
0: or swim boy sink or swim You're yeah gonna- <laughs> yeah
2: and then when I when I got called on like when I went on stage uh, my uh, Austin yeah um, who runs the Maggie's mic uh, he, uh, was doing, he was doing supposed to turn up the lights Ugh. and he got so excited for me god bless his heart he got so excited for me that he didn't turn up the lights by the time I got on there so my first joke Is it the at dark? the biggest show potentially or the biggest show so far is like, leave it in the dark, it's better that way. Like, just, it's better It's better that way. And then he like frantically, you see him like turn up the lights, they go to like full and then back down a little bit. And I was like, see, told you. Um, <laughs> that's so funny. And then my other first you joke was... You got big
0: jokes from, big laughs from that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: And then my second joke was clap if I sat you, because I had just sat the entire audience oh, as an usher. Oh, that's so funny. Um, and so, yeah, so I made it like, I got the audience in on the fact of what was happening. Yeah. Um, and then when, then this year Came around and then I was lucky enough to be able to do it again uh, with Natasha Muse, who's amazing. She's amazing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So funny. Um, We actually, we. In between, like uh, after her uh, Natasha's set, um, I I got a little too crossfaded with her in the green room, Um, and uh, and I I forgot that I had to like go back on stage and say like a few things like the ending like this is what's happening at Cobbs next week. Oh, that's so funny. And so I was that was the most focused I've ever been on stage because I was (laughs) we had been hitting the uh, the the vape pen and all that stuff. Uh, But yeah, it was great. It was that was fantastic. It's awesome. Um, But yeah it's um my goal for 2019 is definitely definitely do more roasts and go to go try to go to the punchline every sunday see what i can do to get up there
0: i was thinking about making the sunday thing part of my new year's resolution i did it back in the day i went every week for 52 weeks and i did get up and it was i I shouldn't have done it so early it was in my second year of comedy Mm -hmm. and i should have waited because now I mean, I'd be fine. I could get 10 minutes anywhere, even seven. I know time better. Right. I know. Like, I ran the light. I didn't know where the light was. It was so... But the thing is, like, I did it back in the day of Jeff Samaria, and then he passed it off to this other person. So all of my time went out the window, and there was a new person, and then they finally let me go up. Yeah. And it was all weird. And then I was like... I had such a negative experience that I was like, fuck this. Mm -hmm. But I've been comedy for seven and a half years now, so I think that five years have passed, I can go back and be... But I can do... I'm not I'm not scared any I mean not that I was scared but it's a it's a big audience and now I'm like yeah whatever I did Arkansas I don't have I've done cobs before and I'm like I'm right I'm not scared of like like I'm it, I it wouldn't it wouldn't freak me out to have no like cause that what happened is they just like walk up to you and go oh, all right you're up next and I was like Oh fuck! It sucks because you don't have an opportunity to get the people, your friends, there, to have anybody support mm. you, and you're like, "This is a big deal," but there's no one here to see it. Ah!
2: And yeah, then, yeah. And so, like, I and I freaked out. Anyways, I didn't. I didn't. That's why that. every comedian's cover photo on Facebook is them at punchline. Right. <laughs> I have like, one. Here's, here's proof that this happened. I yeah. have
0: a picture on my Facebook of me doing the punchline from years ago, mm. and I just don't even show it because I'm like, ugh, I just didn't. I was. I wish I would have waited even longer because now I can go up and I'll be like, yeah, good. I, you know, I can start doing it again. And I'm funny enough that they might want me back. Although... Very now true. my reputation precedes me as a terrible person so maybe not but you have a sparkly clean like it's anyone I've ever talked to like I've never heard a negative word about you like oh, nice. that you're that's no that you're funny that's important that you're like no one's ever been like oh fuck Anthony's car I've never heard that like you're just a personable cool guy who also I've never seen you not have a I've never seen you had a bad set I've never seen you and gone like
2: oh god oh, like yeah I've been. I've been very either lucky or been able to you know um i've been that's one of the things i've always tried to do is just at least consistent at like a a six out of ten at the lowest you know like like (laughs) right no one remembers you
0: sucking yeah yeah i've seen you do great though i mean and if you've had the opportunity to do great and you do great in it so right uh, yeah yeah, the pressure doesn't affect you that's great you're still funny you're like get it done and also it's
2: yeah it's it's important to be able to um realize like oh this especially during like a 10 or 15 that maybe it's not going so well in the beginning that oh okay i can i can turn this around but i have to i got to do something yeah um i did at the at the gold lounge i i like did terribly for eight minutes and then when he gave me after is that the strip uh, club no, that's a gold. That, that's club. over on uh, Broadway. Oh, in uh, Oakland. Yeah, that's okay, the okay, one okay. with uh, Larry Dorsey. And, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, and um, I did. I was doing ten minutes. I did eight minutes of just like v- barely getting anything, and then when he gave me the light, I was like, "Good." Like I just like said, "Good," and then that got like a big laugh, and then I was able to coast on that for two minutes, and so that one, that one was like a five. Yeah, like But like,
0: that it doesn't. It's what they remember. That's the thing. It's not how you started. Right, it's how right. you end. They're not going to remember what they will remember is that guy was kind of shitty in the beginning and then, wow, he was funny, but they aren't going to like, they're going to judge you by what you remember, what they remember. And it's usually, you know, it's the end of your set. That's like right. the last and, thing they, that they remember. Yeah. You could, but that's a good thing to learn. You can always bring it back. One thing I learned from Natasha Muse, cause you mentioned her, mm-hmm. I saw her do a set at the punchline years and years ago. And she opened up with um, her gender non-binary situation and someone in the audience went said something they said a sentence like they answered it funny like really they said it in a funny way and then she did ten minutes saying whatever they said over and over again with different inflections and like repeating it and looking at people and doing stuff but that was it like And I just, it blew my mind. I was like, you had a, I think that she knew how to set when she went up there, but she abandoned her set and went with this crowd work thing and did it for 10 minutes. And, and it was hilarious. And I was like, I was just like, wow. That was the moment where I like, ding. I was like, oh, okay. Now I, now I get it when people like. And she's actually just finished filming something for showtime or something awesome and I, it's like oh, it's yeah. about time for, yeah. th- for the world to be like natasha muse you're a badass
2: yeah like, i think she's gonna do uh something with uh two bill queens i know she did that in the past but she said on facebook it was like something else with two dope queens which is awesome she's hilarious yeah um but yeah maybe that was something that because uh um I watch, I watch, this is the nerdiest thing I get, but I watch a lot of battle rap uh, which is like rap battling two, two men rhyming about how they're going to kill each other basically, <laughs> that's all it is um, but yeah, and so but but a cool thing that one of them does is that he'll, he'll have like what he's written before, the rhymes and all that stuff, but then he'll freestyle something that also rhymes with uh, what he's written, mm. so it looks like the whole thing is freestyled which as an audience member, you're like, oh my god he's coming up with all of this So maybe Natasha had something written that worked well with that crowd work. And that's how she was able to carry it, carry it on. And then as an audience member, you're like, oh my God, this is all improvised. Right. Because the veil has
0: not been lifted.
2: Right. Right.
0: Well, and that's the thing too. People don't realize that stand-up comedians do all this practice and there's open mics. And that even before you decide to do comedy, even before I decided to do comedy, I used to practice stories and lines at myself in the mirror because I was going to a bar and I was going to meet people or I was going to a party and I was going to try to impress people, mm-hmm. but I don't tell them. Yeah, I practiced. Um, people think I'm witty and fun and cute, and that's because I
2: practice my fucking dialogue, you know? Right. Well, I mean, even normal people do that in, yeah. in the way that they tell a story. They'll leave out the fact that the nothing happened on the Uber over there. I don't have to mention <sighs> anything about the car ride to wherever I'm going. I can just, you know, jump cut to, sure. I, was at, I was at this Play, yeah, so witty it's story, yeah, that's like pre witty banter, yeah, 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 and then uh, that's also the, the funny thing about people mentioning that, like, the very religious people mentioning that the new testament fits in so well with the old testament, and it's like, yeah, well, it was written after, uh, yeah, it's like the second Lord of the Rings just matches up so well with the first isn't one, isn't that yeah. funny? How they're in
0: the same land and like the, the same
2: things, yeah, new and new and old, new and old, yeah, um, I, I
0: don't really think. that the New Testament jives at all with the Old Testament because the Old Testament is about a vengeful jealous God and the New Testament is about a loving caring sacrificial God that wants you to still remember the old mean god that can smite you and strike you down like
2: like the jericho like the walls of jericho god was like a a dad that stopped drinking in between the new and or the old and new testament exactly like i'm sober now but remember 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 when i used to beat you up remember
0: sodom and gomorrah remember me raining fire down on your entire thing
2: remember remember the plagues bitch you remember come on yeah
0: killing first boards what what Mean, mean God. And then it's like, oh, everybody. Well, and Jesus was a total... Um, it's really interesting because the New Testament there's this really great thing that happens in the book of Acts in the New Testament and it's where you see um, socialism turn to fascism like really quickly mm-hmm. and it's they decide the church is all together Jesus has gone up to heaven everybody has accepted the Holy Spirit has come down they speak in tongues and they're like let's tell to the world and Jesus Christ and so they start the church and Peter is there and everybody's there and they say everybody has to give everything to the church and then we're going to take care of everybody and everybody goes oh okay socialism, I love it, it's great, blah, blah, blah and then this one guy and his wife, oh, they sold a piece of land but they kept a little money for themselves, they said oh, this we're not going to tell the church about this land, we're not going to do that so the church calls in the man and says hey bro, did you steal that piece of land sell that piece of land and not give us the money and he went, no and then God struck him down and they carried him out And they buried him. Hmm, Was that God or was that them? Did, Did socialism turn to fascism? Like, boom. But then they follow it up. Uh, husband's dead. He's out. He's buried in the back, whatever. They bring in the wife. Hey, wife lady, how you doing? It's good stuff. Hey, did you guys sell that piece of land? You can just tell us, you know, if you want, you can tell us or whatever. And she also says no. And then they strike her. Well, God struck her down and they carry her out and they bury her in a different place, not next to her husband, because now you know that bond has no meaning. But it's like socialism to fascism so fast. And I love that part of the Bible. And that's in the New Testament too. And so yeah. what does that say? Was that say socialism's bad or I I don't even know how I don't even know how pastors can interpret the Bible now and and like attune it to our social mores. I just don't even know how it can be used as an instructive piece of literature
2: that's why the current pope is just like D- i don't know Dude, I, I, I don't know man like i if atheists can you go to heaven yeah sure, sure. condoms sure. great use them awesome please yeah and then a uh, the couple of other things like he said um uh yeah he's definitely like the even though he looks like the um the evil cult leader from Game of Thrones, or whatever the most recent seasons—the <laughs> um, the high, high septum, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, but the yeah the current pope has gotten a lot of people. Uh, a lot of people probably angry because he's like, yeah, me, gay, sure. Like he's just all very laid back. And then the yeah. last guy just quit. Right? Was that the guy Wasn't that just there a resigned? That
0: guy. From Brazil, wasn't he the Pope for a minute? I thought I don't. I
2: can't keep up with. I can't keep up. I feel with like I would have seen more world. people, more like Christians, be angry at that. There Yeah, there might have been. There might have been more. Yeah, more riots. Yeah, I'm just. Way. I could be
0: just making things up.
2: I don't know. Does uh, the Pope
0: so do you think does the Catholic Church still have? I mean, I guess they have relevance because they have a lot of money, but I mean. Do you think that the pope has sort of still a dominion over this world or is that if we is it gone by the
2: Not as much as way back way back in history. Yeah. Um for sure. It's kind of like the the royal family, the pope was kind of like the English royal family. It's like they they're they're yeah. there. Yeah. They have a lot of money. They kind of got their own thing going on but right.
0: Now they're just like fan celebrities that fanboys can be like,
2: "Oh, Prince Harry." Oh. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I think uh, in Italy, like the Vatican is like a cool like place. It's got its own Swiss guards and everything. And, right. um, but I mean, they, they have, they have spears like, uh, yeah. And, um, but anyway, uh, yeah. See, this is what this is what happens when I when I smoke. And yeah. I, yeah. Anyway, we uh,
0: can go any. I mean, that's the whole thing about this podcast, though. We can go in any direction and switch channels whenever you want. It doesn't good. matter. It doesn't. The, the audience knows that it's. It, we can go anywhere. We haven't even talked about abortion yet. <laughs> we don't have oh, then, to talk there, about abortion. There, there you go. No, we don't. We just. Uh, it's just about. I mean, it's. It's like, and we literally. We haven't really gotten to the place of like what you believe in
2: now. I mean you're not catholic anymore right no no I I, I'm kind of uh uh I'm I'm atheist but I that's just the best word that describes it Mm -hmm. um I kind of am just uh you believe in higher powers or a higher power not not quite. Um I I think that uh growing up Catholic it gave me a good sense of uh I like I took the morality from it, uh-huh. which is which is I mean it has a don't lot don't be a of, serial killer. Right. It has a lot of good teachings in that way. It's uh it's weird that uh there's no sexual assault in the Ten Commandments. Like that I think that would be one of the the big ones. Uh,
0: well, is there something no on it? It's don't cheat on your wife or whatever.
2: No, no, it's don't covet each e- your don't neighbor's goods. Don't cover your oh right, because, <laughs> like your wife, your wife part was of the, part of, of your goods. neighbor's goods. Yeah, exactly because
0: yeah. you own the women. Um,
2: I love yeah. I love Bill Burr's joke about that, which is like, uh, um, uh, "Don't touch my bike. That's my wife." Like, <laughs> that's, that's that's essentially the Ten Commandments. Right, <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah, the um, the morality of it. Yeah. Yeah, the morality of it. Like treat other people how you'd like to be treated. Uh, f- forgiveness. Um, you know. Oh, forgiveness within reason um sure, and except for
0: the eye for the eye eye for an eye thing it's like uh, eye for an eye tooth for tooth except jesus negated it later he said uh oh, not deny an eye and eye, tooth for tooth but turn the other cheek
2: yeah so, yeah which is that that's that's some that's some bitch shit right there. don't turn, don't, <laughs> don't don't turn the other cheek like that's yeah that that doesn't that doesn't make too much well jesus also said um the something like the uh any the guy who doesn't believe in me, I'll turn him into sticks and throw him in the fire or something like that. <laughs> like, yeah, he he was not. Um Oh, and my favorite thing and about nowadays is all the all the Republicans that are for you know they're they're Christians they're diehard Christians and all that stuff, yeah. but they love wealth more than anything. Right. They they love they hate the poor people. Right. And outsiders. Yeah. Sure. And it's just how how do you work your minds do the gymnastics around Jesus who hated material possessions and championed the lower classes, the disabled, all that stuff, yeah. and then now you your whole life is around that yet it doesn't it's yet. amazing so it's the, probably just a show the cognitive
0: dissonance that that we can have well that their experience like they're just not even acknowledging
2: right the, the hypocrisy it's of them going hypocrisy. to church every Sunday and you know yeah and then and then signing laws that are against poor people exactly the week. yeah yes and
0: stepping there was a my parents are still very very religious and my father likes to send me emails that are have a super republican slant or that are, you know, against the rampant liberalism of San Francisco. And he sends me these these articles because he's funny because my father has a sense of humor and he's trying to sort of get me and he thinks oh, it's okay. cute. But one of them was great. It was, and I just thought it was so funny because I broke it down. It was basically about how there's shit all over the street in San Francisco and how unbelievable it was. This man came in from Walnut Creek to have a business meeting and there was feces on the street and the rampant poverty and people living on oh, the street. No. And he was so, he was so upset and he couldn't understand how the people of San Francisco just let this happen. So he went into McDonald's and he got $25 of gift certificates and he gave it to people on the street. And I'm sitting, I'm like... Okay, Dad. It's so funny that you send me this because I know that you're sending it to me because you're making a point about the poop on the street. But what I'm getting out of it is like the entitlement of like asshole people that come in from Walnut Creek, and our city isn't our city isn't clean enough. <laughs> like you, you're all you, there's as many people live on your block as live in more people live in my apartment building than people that live on your block.
2: Yeah, yeah.
0: And they're, and... That's and and the garbage trucks go do 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 z -z -z do 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 down my streets of my you know pretty little thing and my the Mexicans coming in doing my grass but don't do the it's like all that hypocrisy is crazy to me Mm -hmm. and that then he writes some article that says I'm a better person because I gave out twenty five dollars of McDonald's gift certificates.
2: in a way that's just going to create more shit on the street because you're giving a bunch of homeless people McDonald's crappy food the, yeah it. yeah and just so funny and homeless people say some of the most amazing things like as like as comedians they even if we don't use them in our act they just they I'm sure they make all of us happy when we hear them uh, uh, if the
0: perspective I live in the tenderloin do you live you live in Oakland tenderloin
2: where are you uh, I live over in Excelsior oh, okay. over off, uh, Geneva and Mission so
0: you don't have you don't have too many of the Questionably housed. I mean, there. My neighborhood is like. We
2: have the same like fifteen. Like, oh. Yeah, like the, that. Sh- hang around there. There's the I'm God guy, mm. which is perfect to talk about here. But yeah, like, perfect. He stands on street corners and he just goes, uh, "You're not God. I'm God." Over and over. And then uh, I'm inclined to believe him. Yeah. Because uh, I've, I've seen Bruce Almighty. Sure. Like God was homeless in that movie. Um, wasn't? Yeah.
0: Wasn't God? Uh, um, is Morgan Freeman though?
2: Yes. Yeah. But he was, a, he was a homeless, he disguised himself as a homeless guy. Um, um, what if God was one of us, um, just a homeless man on a bus. Yeah. Um, uh, but yeah. And then, uh, I had another one that, uh, he asked me for a cigarette and I was like, Oh, sorry. Um, I left mine inside. Um, and then, uh, and then he asked for my jacket, and I was like, okay, that's that's quite a step up. And then another one asked me for a cigarette, and I was like, uh, oh, um, sorry, I don't have any, just this one. Um, and he's like, uh, do you want a chihuahua? And I was like, <laughs> oh. Okay. And also, he didn't have a chihuahua, so I was, I was wondering how that transaction was going to go down. Um, and then my favorite one was, a, I, I kind of cut a homeless guy off, you know how you kind of like have to... like just step around someone.
0: You're doing sidewalk like politics, yeah.
2: Right, right. And um, uh, and then he he was just like, hey. And I turned around and looked at him, and he's like, you're lucky I'm not real, or else I'd fuck you up. <laughs> <laughs> and it was just like the the anger and the drugs mixing together for that <laughs> sentence. Like, you're lucky I'm just a figment of your imagination, or else I like, kick your ass. Like, That's amazing. Hmm.
0: So in my neighborhood, we've got um, one guy, we call him Fuck My Life, because at like three in the morning, he looks at him. Himself in the reflection of a closed, expensive bar on Geary, and he yells, "Fuck my life, <laughs> fuck my!" <laughs> so he screams, wakes me up. I'm like, "Gods, oh, fuck my life again!" Or he screams, "Fuck you," but not to random people, to his
3: own reflection. Oh man! So he
0: screams, "Fuck you!" Fuck you! And he's like,
2: I feel like, I feel like, that's at himself. I feel like that's a, a, exactly what if cats could talk when they see their reflection in the mirror and just like fuck you, bitch! Like, yeah, that's damn, that's he's, that's some unpacking that's yeah, going go on in it's, there. It's, yeah, it's
0: um, it's some amazing stuff. But we name the... There was a lady across the street. So I live across the street from Oshatai. And they have this... They're open until 3, which is lovely, in the morning. But they have this little alcovey thing. And it has glass. It's all glass windows. But they have a little alcove thing. And this lady was sleeping in a sleeping bag there. And they open at 11 o'clock a.m. So it's like 11.30. And they must have called the police or something. Because she was still in the alcove. People are eating. People are sitting there against the window. And she's still sleeping there and the police come by and they honk their horn and she gets up and she has no clothes on she's completely naked underneath this underneath this sleeping bag and she's like it's Saturday we can sleep <laughs> and they're like no so then she's like walking up and down the street all naked like
3: I don't understand when I get to sleep it's Saturday we get to sleep
0: and and they're like trying to help her get so they get her back sort of her sleeping bags around her and she's like screaming but all the people in like the restaurant all bring their phones out and they're all mm, videotaping yeah. and like all the people on the street the French tourists are like oh the tourists you know we take the photo and it's I mean, I don't know, San Francisco, can't we like have some compassion and take care of some people? Because, or is it part of our economy? Are people coming here now because they're like, San Francisco is a crazy place. Well, the homeless people are nuts, and we just go around and take pictures of them. And there they are. Oh, it's crazy. We are socialist French people. This will never happen.
2: That, mu- that must be part part of it too. Like I've I've definitely seen some tourists do the uh, they they do the game in their heads where they're, they they want to look at the crackhead to make sure that they're safe. Oh, uh huh. But they also don't want to stare too long at the crackhead too, so they get right. in this weird like mode, like of just kind of you know moving the head back and forth, mm. and then that's my favorite. You know, with the sweater tied around the neck. Yeah, and, yeah. yeah.
0: The uh, pearl set. <gasps> this happened to me. This is very funny. I was walking. I walk a lot in the Tenderloin, and I don't have a problem with it. But these two women, we were deep. We were like Eddie and mm-hmm. Hyde. Pretty deep oh, yeah. in there. Yeah, and these two ladies in sweater sets with pearls come up to me and they're like, hi. Is there a is there like a little cafe around here where we can get a cup of coffee? Is there anything like cute and local? And I'm like, ladies, you're in the tenderloin. Like nothing is cute and local. Here's we were- what you're
2: gonna do. You're gonna, <laughs> you're gonna get on the Powell cable car. You're gonna take a selfie, and then you'll be in North Beach. And then, there you go. Yeah, you'll-
0: you don't. Know, I don't know how you messed it up. I don't know why you're here. Yeah. I sent them though to um, Brenda's. Mm -hmm. I was like, get some beignets. I'm sure they have coffee with chicory in it. Their beignets are really good, and you know, and you'll spend 25 bucks on coffee and beignets. Go, 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 go. go. (laughs) This is where you go. And then when you're done, just walk down to the civic center or the the, the city hall, whatever you want to see. I don't know why you're here. I
2: don't know why. (laughs) That would have have been great if you just sent them to probably just to Mason and Turk, or just like further, (laughs) further in. Just yeah. I sent them out to Larkin. I sent them to. I sent
0: them one over. I sent them to Larkin and it. And I was like, Brenda's is there. It's a nice place It's very gentrified it's you're gonna be fine it's next to the kfc just go past that 19 polk stop don't worry about it turn the corner you're fine fine
2: don't worry about it <laughs> at the
0: uh, i love that kfc though that kfc oh yeah taco bell at that corner it is it is rife with humanity
2: yeah like that amazing field woods joke which is um uh <laughs> d- 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 living in san francisco is so expensive that kfc had to get a roommate <laughs> know, that, one. that That that's one of those jokes that was like in front of all of us <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> like he, he saw it first, um, uh, but yeah, the, uh, that the escape room I work at is in between uh, sixth and seventh. Okay, um, and so <laughs> you uh, can't escape. there's a yeah, so there's a there's a lot that's going on in between sixth and like tenth. Mm-hmm. You know, the, w- once you get to tenth, the Twitter Market is over there, and then like once you right. get below fifth, that's kind of the touristy right, area. Right, That's the Embarcadero. There's,
0: You've there's, got the fifth has got Powell y- Cable Car. Yeah, but Union in between
2: sixth and 9th, that's yes. where a lot of it and so yes. uh, we've had multiple times the people that have come to our escape room have showed us that the concierge at their hotel, at the Palace Hotel or wherever they stay yeah, yeah. has drawn a red line in a box around 6th 7th and 8th. Wow. Like, don't go here. Right. And, wow. Which is, which is crazy because I mean there's a lot of them there but it's not that bad. You I mean, know they don't and there's really... some great
0: shit there. There's that flying
2: falafel oh, that's great. there yeah, that's that may make place. their
0: own pita bread, Mm -hmm. and that's like between 6th and 7th.
2: Yeah, yeah. There's OMG.
0: Yeah, there's OMG on 6th Street. Across the street from there, there's Toulon, which is amazing. Mm -hmm. Dottie's is there now, so things aren't that terrible. I mean, it moved from a different part of the Tenderloin. Right,
2: right. Um, Why are we scared of poor
0: people? I don't, not me. I'm not. I'm a poor person. I'm not scared. But like, we as like a maybe be, I don't know, because capitalism or something, and that's the worst. That's anti-capitalism is being poor.
3: Because
2: hmm. anyone who embraces capitalism obviously would become rich. Therefore, well, maybe it's, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, maybe it's because they're in uh, they're in like a survival mode, mm. and we're kind of not. If you're doing, you know, middle middle class, or maybe even like poverty line and above you're you're do, you're not necessarily doing well but you're not struggling on the level that they are sure uh the homeless people and they're in like a survival kind of mode how
0: would a group of homeless people do in the escape room would they do it okay like oh man so would they be would they be successful let's i mean are the people that you escape they, room they, are they successful uh, like i it, i mean is it hard to get out like i had to explain to somebody what an escape room was the other day my boyfriend was like why what does these escape all the means they work at escape what does that mean And I'm like, what do you? Okay.
2: Well, I know why a lot of comedians (laughs) work at escape rooms, just because the while a group is in there there's not I mean you're watching them and you're paying attention but you can write you can um. you can do a lot of like you can get a lot of work done while sorry if my bosses are listening to this but yeah uh, but yeah you can get a lot of work done while they're figuring their shit out yeah yeah because you kind of know where they're at and stuff like that you can figure out uh, how stupid they are when they walk in you know oh, how yeah. long
0: it's going to take them oh, to yeah.
2: figure out tasks ABC I mean we have a we have a bunch on our door, um, like a like a call box, right. and people can't even figure that out <laughs> most, most of the time. Is
0: that to ask for like hints? Like help me that thing, but buzz, and then you come out and go, hey, I can give you a hint.
2: Uh, luckily, I don't have to go into the room for that. I, I could just, uh, just like a mic like this, just press the button oh. and go, uh, hey, look over there. Um, but yeah, and then turn it off and be like, this, these people are dumb as hell. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> we, we have a lot of people that are just, all common sense kind of goes out the window when you get into an escape room, you think everything is like a puzzle. Ah. Um, but yeah, and then, um, yeah. Uh, but I, escape rooms were made so that... White people could feel like they had to—they could pay to feel like they had to flee something or like <laughs> escape from something, you know. Like, it's no, there—it's—it's it's good. It's a good—it's a good job for a comedian to have for sure. But
0: um. how? Are you, are you realizing when you're watching people how stupid they are? Is this like affirming most, or disas- uh, most disaffirming? Most of the
2: time, yeah. Most of the time, because your faith in humanity is not being bolstered. No, no definitely not, definitely not. Especially in the terms of doing simple math. <gasps> like there's there's simple math in some of the rooms where you have to do like PEMDAS. And I've had to like teach PEMDAS to people. Like, what like, does PEMDAS mean? Oh, it's uh, it's like the um, the order of operations. Oh, okay. So uh-huh. yeah, sure, I yeah, got it. yeah.
0: If, if this, then therefore that.
2: Right. Right. Yeah. And so I've had to just like, I've had to just teach that to like, uh, like lecture that to people. Also, um, some people can't like read, there's like a part where you have to be able to mark locations on a map and Mm -hmm. people are just completely lost on a map. They're like, which country is Africa? Uh, (laughs) Um, yeah. And, uh, a lot of, a lot of stuff like that. And, uh, there's also this part where you get a, you get a key to the motorcycle and every time people will go to the back of it. Like it's this m- incredible thing where people go to the back of a vehicle to put the key in. Like this is, it's not a Pinto. Like the, wow, I, it's, yeah, it's mind, mind blowing. Um, but yeah and then um a lot of people sometimes will think the lobby like our lobby is the escape room and i'm like no you just literally just walked it like (laughs) you walked it off the street there's other people in here like that i get so confused yeah um there's i mean there's stupid questions at every job um but But this is
0: basically escape rooms came out of the idea of team building for stuff right like
2: that yeah we get a lot of team building for these corporate uh uh, people and that don't know how to talk to each other and so they have to do something in order to be able to reference that in conversations the next week. Wow. Um, yeah, uh, there was well, back when I was working at Cobbs, they had this whole seminar on feedback and it was just basically the whole time they were talking about like compliment sandwich and you wait, 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 to, yeah, wait, wait. And they don't know how to talk to each other. Like they all code so much they don't, wow. they, can't, they can't relate or yeah.
0: yeah. They can't be a human being.
2: Yeah, it's, it's so, it's odd. Does
0: not compute get me an escape room Are you you have to, usually it's an hour i mean we can stop or wait. oh no no no, no. I was just year.
2: my my phone lit up so oh. I glanced over it bop, 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 bop. Um, but yeah, you you've
0: joined technology but you're a young guy you're under 30 you've always had technology there have been cell phones yeah. around since you were born
2: yeah for the for the most part i have uh, I was born in 93 so I have like oh, okay. a slight slight knowledge of kind of analog times but uh that's yeah that's about it um which always frustrates me because I have a lot of I know a lot of people that were born after me that can still st- consider themselves like a 90s kid. And it's like, your brain wasn't developed until 2000, at right. least. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then I have my, my one friend, his first memory is 9-11. So that's, wow. I, I dodged a bullet there. Wow. Yeah. If he thinks, if he truly thinks back and meditates on it, the first thing he remembers is the, the TV screen with the news. Wow. That that's
0: intense. Yeah. What's the, what's the first thing you remember?
2: Ah, the first thing, um... Wow, um... My dad used to, uh, my dad's a landscaper and he was landscaping our house at the time. And so he, uh, gave us like wheelbarrow rides with me and my brother around the backyard. That's How old, probably, how old were you? Probably like three or four. Oh, okay. Um, and then, uh, and then my second memory is 9-11. No. <laughs> uh, which is, I yeah. Um, uh, or my most, or my most fond. No, that's messed up. Um, but yeah, the, um, I never forget, um, which is weird. <laughs> That's his first memory and it's never forget. Never forget. Never forget. Yeah. Um I but yeah the it's yeah the um, memories are another thing memories are very strange because they change over time of and of course then you they can, do you yes. can add stuff and um, every
0: time you revisit a memory it changes because where you are in time and what you've experienced is different
2: and that probably happened to the the bible a lot too like mm-hmm. david cross oh has God. that joke that the bible is the biggest game of telephone ever <laughs> yeah. ever invented because uh, like the you know they re-edited it and these kings got it and they took out their favorite verses and yeah. um and all this stuff and the new testament is people trying to remember Jesus from years before decades before right? right
0: and all of this is unbelievable anyway because no one knew how to write the only people who knew how to write were the priests and the priests didn't write this shit other people did
2: yeah, so how they were, did they and they were going were, blind because they were reading by candlelight yeah. which makes you go blind it was yeah. all
0: like verbally passed down it was literally a game of telephone mm-hmm. and even when they were like the education was all in the priesthood. That's crazy stuff. Um, my first memory, I have two first memories, and I almost don't believe them because I was so young. I have a, actually I have a couple things that I remember from before I was two and a half. Mm-hmm. One of them, I, being, I remember being bathed in the sink. So I remember that, and I was very, very little. I remember the way my parents' closets looked. They were mirrored, um, and they moved out of that house when I was two and a half. I remember my dad kneeling over the top of the toilet with a gun, shooting the mockingbirds in the backyard because they were loud and annoying and he hated those fuckers. And he was trying to shoot them with a BB gun. There you go. I remember that. And I remember being little and being very upset. But he was like, and it had the fuzzy, the the dumb fuzzy thing that you put on it. I don't know why people put toilet seat covers on, but the fuzzy toilet seat cover. And he was like leaning on the back of the toilet out the window. And I remember that very vividly. And so these like very strange memories from, and we, and there's no pictures in my parents' like photo albums that are of those events. Mm-hmm. So they must, I must have remembered them, but. I mean, can you really remember things from before you were two? I guess I did. Right. I don't
2: know. Yeah. And I I get that weird thing after sets, too, where I have to sometimes ask, like, my friends that were in the crowd, like, did I do well? Like, I I kind of just it was in this kind of trance mode and and I can't like immediately it's weird like immediately before I'm about to go on stage I feel like I can't remember any of my jokes Mm -hmm. I don't know if anyone relates to that like any other comedians relate to that but um, it used to freak me out and now I know what's gonna happen so I don't worry about it yeah but like I I remember trying to go over my set and it's just like my memory is gone from it because I'm just focusing on the show or nervous for the show but then after I can't really remember remember exactly what i, what I yeah. said I'm sometimes semi- uh, yeah. unless it was usually unless it was like improvised or something like that i can't remember what exactly happened during Some, my set sometimes yeah.
0: if i improvise i actually can remember it because i'm like yeah. i came up with a new joke and my brain will go zip, 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 and i'll be able to say it again yeah but i i if i had a good set i'll rarely remember what i did because i'm so involved in the being present for the... Exactly. ...for the event itself. Yeah. That I'm not outside... So sometimes when I have a bad set, it's actually me outside myself telling myself what to... I equate it to... I used to act. I used to be a very poor actor because I was memorizing lines and they never truly became my own. So... I was never really acting. I was behind myself helping myself remember what I was saying and what I was supposed to be doing when I was saying said things. Mm -hmm. So I was never completely present in the character and I never really understood acting in that way. And so, because I was like, how am I? Because I was always behind myself telling myself what to do as an actor. And that means that you're not really acting. Right. Whereas in comedy, like, because it's my own script, I'm still remembering it and i i don't know it's weird but it's i think it's a performance based like the muse overtakes us you know and then it's just happening yeah yeah
2: well memory is very important for I have I have a weird thing where I remember other I, I remember other comedians jokes oh, that God. I've hated oh. way more vividly than some of my own jokes that I was telling at the time um, sure. like I remember jokes that I heard when I first was going to brainwash that I just I, I'll remember for the I'll remember Jumbo Shrimp for the rest of my life you ever heard, re- see Jumbo Shrimp, I don't think so. He was this like, tell me a joke and I'll tell you if I remember. Well, no, he didn't tell jokes. The he, the he, his first two minutes of every set, he would bring up this boom box with him and he would dance to the same techno song. He was at Brainwash a lot. I was at Brainwash a lot too. He he, he was, was, uh, he kind of looked like if you know Joey Diaz in a dryer, like he kind of got (sighs) shrunk down, he had the slick back hair, and he would just end everything with and shit he would just say like topical things and like you hear about this war in Iraq and shit oh wow we're still in Afghanistan and shit and uh over and over I remember that very very clearly um I remember uh True Dan's. His opener was always uh, um, I've been taking Ritalin before I go to sleep so I can focus on my dreams. Yeah. Just like which is, which, which is okay but I don't, I don't know why but I just didn't. Just got in your head. Yeah, just got in my head. And there's like a thousand other ones. Oh like no, that, I, I know. I, I couldn't remember anything I was saying back then.
0: If but. found, return to Ricky Star. <laughs> that was one of them yeah, I remember yeah. over
2: and over. I mean, yeah.
0: If you do the same set every time we're going to accidentally memorize it's Stop it! Do new stuff!
2: Right, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and that's why, like and that's probably why comedians don't laugh because we've heard all the, the jokes before if something has yeah. something new I might laugh but um, it's hard or sometimes I laugh because something is so
0: uncomfortable or they say something so honest and they don't mean to I'm the worst audience you can't judge anything by my, my opinion of what's funny and what's you're not you were a
2: good funny. audience for that Berkeley show you're you, were, you were good <laughs> well, I think you're funny there's a lot oh, there to laugh at
0: I've seen and I felt terrible your whole family was so kind to show up.
2: I Oh I, yeah, well that I mean that was and it happened I talked to Michaela uh Lassig, I think her last name mm-hmm. is, and she was on one of the ones before and same thing. She said that if um if she hadn't it was basically the people that she brought and then the people that uh the other comedian brought as well. And it's like, well what's what what do you what's the promoter doing at all at that like I I don't. I don't, uh, know, I don't like, understand. Like thirty bucks per ticket. And oh, then so y- crazy. Yeah. But
0: he but he does a thing with the. I don't want to say it on the air. Oh, okay. People like get in trouble with the. Yeah. Because here at Mutiny Radio, we learned that when we went from like being before the ABC shut us down with that, we were like alcohol is such a draw. What do? And now mm. it's like oh we can't have that be. It's um. It's a sticky line, like yeah. how, yep. where you can do things and how much you can charge and who's willing to pay it and for what reason. And mm-hmm. I don't have friends anymore. I can't make people like, how do I get people to come to a comedy show? I mean, I've burned all those bridges. I have friends that legitimately tell me they're like, you know, I just don't like comedy and I'm like, come on, why don't just me? Yeah. But they get so nervous because they're afraid that because they've gone to comedy shows in the past where co- comedians have attacked them Oh. because they look different or because of something. And they just were like, I don't want it. That doesn't. They're like, I'd rather not have my comedy interact with me. I'd rather just watch it on Netflix.
2: Right. And I'm that makes like, sense. all right, I fair guess. enough. Yeah. Yeah. That's why people are always afraid to sit, like, up front. Um, yeah. And when I would see people at Cobbs, I would tell them, oh, no, this comedian's not like that. And then sometimes the comedian would be like that. Yeah. And kind of roast them. And then, like, I'd, I'd be I'd by the door once everyone's leaving, and they kind of give me a look like, oh, thanks. Yeah. Appreciate that. Thanks for throwing me uh, under the bus. Yeah, I, I, I brought a date here, and now I'm never going to wear these, like, glasses and this shirt again or something. Sure. Yeah. 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 Um, uh, So you don't work at Cobbs anymore? No, 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 no. Um, Because I was kind of conflict. It was, you know, Wednesday through Sunday working nights. I was kind of, that kind of got to me after a while. I wasn't, I was only able to do, you know, Monday, Tuesday mics and...
0: Uh, Yeah, I gotcha. um, Well, but you used Cobbs what it was for, what it was for. You got, you got up at the right time. Everybody saw you do well. You got to go up again. Now they, now they're a go-to for them. That's amazing. So you used Instead of being like the kind of comedian that's like, I'm gonna work at Cobbs and something'll happen eventually. Something happened eventually and then you're like, Okay, bye, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go.
3: Right. <laughs> so yes. Appreciate yeah.
0: it. But that's great. That means that that means that you are working towards an eventual goal and you don't wanna get stuck I mean, you don't wanna like you didn't want to be in 20 years sitting at the door of cops being like, hey, yeah." Uh, I right. do open mics on Monday and Tuesday.
3: Yeah.
2: Right. Right. <laughs> like, yeah. You
3: yeah.
0: used the connection for what it was for
2: and then you yeah. moved on. Yeah. And I mean, it's, and the, m- mainly it was that I was seeing, you know, my, the, Get, doesn't matter if they're better or worse than me i was seeing my peers on stage and that was like, uh, repeatedly for the you know hella funny showcases and sure. uh etc all the way down the line and not it wasn't even really the the openings and features and the headliners that would i would i enjoyed those for the most part except for jay moore um <laughs> but yeah because uh, he did 15 minutes on the weather Oof. um oh man yeah oh my god um and I, but his, his facial reconstruction
0: isn't good enough <laughs> Talk about Botox, you vain old fuck! Like you're gonna seriously talk about the weather? Yeah, how like boring. talked
2: about the fog for ten of it. Yeah. yeah. Address,
0: yeah. address your bad Botox, honey. Come yeah. on.
2: Yeah. So my favorite one was Gilbert did. Uh, Gilbert did fifteen minutes, like a, a concise, like Gilbert argument, if that's even possible. But yeah, he did fifteen minutes on how midgets aren't people, <laughs> and he st- he started out by saying like ridiculous stuff, but as he got through it, it started to become like concise points almost like if Gilbert can actually make those like it was like he started with ridiculous reasons and you know obvious jokes but then it went it went to like him actually being you know in a courtroom arguing like against the Supreme Court for it and yeah then he yeah we and that was that was when we started to count the people that were leaving Wow! like just to just to see because when
0: you're a famous headliner who gives a you don't have to give a fuck
2: Gilbert didn't care of course yeah you know he didn't care Um, and he also had way worse jokes than that in the set but that one you know he had he had jokes about you know yeah like you know pedophilia and Gilbert has all that stuff Um, and uh, but that that was the one that people were leaving over was the the midget stuff and then we had this woman they like
0: to be called little people Anthony Zaccaro
2: right I'm sorry in PC
0: San Francisco you know I'm kidding. I'm, I'm, I'm joking. No, I, I,
2: know. I know. I also wanted to say your name again
0: for people that are listening oh, that, so that yeah, they know like that they could find you at Anthony Zaccaro. At on, External Jew on Twitter. On tw- oh, you're at External Jew on Twitter. That's very funny. Yeah. Um, On the Instagrams doing the things. Yes. They can find you.
2: Yes. And if anyone's in the uh, Sacramento area as well, on the 12th, come to Blacktop Comedy. Uh, shout out to Josh Means. He does a lot of good roasts He
0: came there. here for uh, Some Call Me Tim, and he was he was great. He was, and he was, he was really a lovely interview. Good guy. Yeah. yeah. Working hard out yeah. there
2: in Sac Yeah, yeah. Sacramento has a cool like. There's like 30 of them, but they're all very close, and they, um, they, yeah, they all, they all do a lot of shows over there, and um, yeah, and then they drive up to the to uh, the city. They come to, on in to the Gold Rush and all that stuff. Yeah, um, but yeah, all the way from uh, Sutter's Fort But yeah, Sacramento's a cool, a cool place. I'm glad that there's a good comedy scene um, out there. Small but robust. Yeah, yeah. Um, Because there kind of there kind of wasn't when I was not not like I would have gone, but when I was 16, 17, and looking into it, it was just um, it was basically just the Tommy T's that now moved to a different location since then. Sure. but yeah, I remember doing. I remember doing twenty minutes to uh, people at a restaurant that didn't know I was going to be there. Uh, was
0: that the one in West Sac? Yeah, yeah, I've done that show.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. and um,
0: it's in a cool room. It's just nobody knows, like the exactly. back room to go there, and they're like,
2: "What's going on back here?" Like, huh? yeah, it's just a bunch of sound of forks, forks clinking, and, yeah. yeah, and all that stuff. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, thanks to thanks to Josh Means for the spot, uh, and um, shout out to. Jacob blazer who I'm roasting. I haven't, haven't met him yet, I, but I, I've been writing yeah, horrible no. things about you Awesome. <laughs> the three days. That's um, very funny. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Give us a little, give us an example.
2: Oh, okay. Well, he looks like, um, uh, to give people an idea of what he looks like. Um, yeah, he looks like if Walter White got higher than his own supply. So just, <laughs> yeah, think about, think about that. So, or, or just look up, uh, or just look up Jacob blazer online. Um, he, you know, he looks like an American historian extra for real. Um, um, yeah, he, he, he wears glasses. So I'm thinking about saying like, uh, you think you have, uh, you're so racist. You think you have bad vision because your pupils don't work because they're black. <laughs> that's, that's, that's why. Um, wow. Um, and then I just have like, uh, oh, that's another thing. This thing that there's this thing that's becoming really helpful. Uh, this called uh, twinning on pop sugar. It's like the celebrity. That you look like the most oh and so i've been just taking his like facebook profile pictures putting them in that seeing what and it celebrities just tells he looks you like. all the information beauty of technology uh and um and so i came up with a uh uh but yeah he looks like uh, if the edge was suicidal <laughs> um <laughs> like Those, you these, do's these the are edge? Just alternates yeah yeah um uh, hot, hot topic manager billy Co- corgan um, <laughs> billy joel fresh out the dryer um yeah uh, if you bleached gandhi uh bruce willis with aids yeah it just goes yeah that's great he seriously though he looks like the first pirate to go through chemo he, really <laughs> does. Like, he seriously does or, uh, so good. But that's the that's another thing that's uh, really important. If, if anyone is like listening to this, that's gonna roast. Uh, so for Josh means what he does. He he does five. You only get five jokes. Oh. And a lot of people will just say one kind of f- one joke and then With they're punchlines. The, yeah, and then they're and then they're d- done. But what you can do is you can call them like a name, and that doesn't count as your joke. And then you can kind of do like a setup joke and then the real. One. Ah. Um, yeah, and that's what I did for my last roast against Teddy yeah. Yang, this you know large Asian gentleman. Very nice guy. It was very hard to roast him. Like because he, he was so nice. Yeah, it yeah. uh, was great to meet him. But yeah, so I said like, uh, I called him Margaret Chode. Um and see that's if I, I could have just left it at that. But then I followed it up with, I loved you in Tiananmen Square as the tank. Yeah, so the you just have to. That's how you, that's how it's done. Right,
0: yeah. Margaret Cho. So you. You yeah you address them yeah yeah but they address like you can the address is funny yeah every word weighs a ton yeah Ah, yeah. especially in his case yes yes. (laughs) Um, and
2: then he uh, yeah the the great rest in peace to Greg Giraldo he did that a lot he would um, just have these like short. Phrases uh, before the actual roast joke. It's
0: a it's a double joke. So it's like, "Hey, tank girl," and then you just, you, yeah, I get it. Right, you right. Name them, and, so, and then um, you have a thingy. It's I'm like,
2: gonna yeah. call him David Crossburner. Uh, and, um, hey, David Crossburner. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I was trying to come up with like, uh, your last name's Blazer. What's your middle name, Cross? But I I don't know if that would. That's kind of a reach. Uh, yeah. But yeah. So looking forward yeah. to that. He looks like he needs a reach around. Or he's looking right. for. He's right. looking for a reach. He does around. look like the first openly gay neonat. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> like the first one they've allowed. Yeah. Um, the reach around. I invented the reach around. That's in Germany. Perfect. Yeah. So yeah. you
0: don't have to look him in the eye. Right. <laughs> Yay. Uh, so that's upcoming shows. We've told you where people can find you. Mm-hmm. Uh, any other like... Well, you're part of the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. I'm excited yes, about that. Yes,
2: very excited. Yay. Very excited about that. I'm thinking uh, if I can um, confirm with one of my friends, we might uh, take one of those podcasts. Awesome! Slots yes, well,
0: perfect. If they're get still to me, open. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have to get to me soon because I'm making up. This is the week where I'm putting together all of my... I'm putting all the PRs together. Oh, okay. That My guy is like working furiously on the front, on the logo stuff. Um, I'm waiting for an image. And then we're going to like... It's going to be really cool because everyone supporting us this year is like friends of mine, but they're like... So it's Subliminal SF and Counter Offer and Benders and they're all... so And Benders does metal shows. So this year I told him, I was like, okay, the graphic, I want it to look like like a zombie comic, like with a drippy face and like... like oh, a, okay. Nice. I want it to look like a metal poster. So that's going to be like the image is like something that looks super metal. Fuck yeah. And, like, right. okay. and then so we'll see. And I think it might be like an orange palette or something, but Mm-hmm. It's all coming out soon. Like all that promo stuff. And it's just, I have to be very calm and be like, once I get the images, everything will be fine. I'm going to write the PRs, but yeah, get to me like within the next couple of days of that time. And then it'll get on the schedule. I mean, obviously it'll be on the schedule anyway, but it'd get in the, some of the, I'm writing the PRs right now.
3: Oh, okay. It's
0: gotcha. <laughs> like the point. Right, like when we're done with the interview, then I, I sit down and write some PRs, but um, yeah, for the, it's just like it's going to be great this year. I think it's going to be the biggest year yet. And hopefully I get some like really great press, which would be like, would be great.
3: Yeah. <laughs> and yeah,
0: it's so hard in San Francisco to, to like, you have to, it's like, you have to pay to play. If you want people to know that you exist, you have to pay them on the internet and mm-hmm. it sucks. Cause I don't have any money, but like successful shows, they, that's how they do it. They, they, promote in the right places they pay for promotion and then they get at the top of lists and when people look up you know comedy shows they see right, cheaper right. than therapy and hella funny like because yeah, you, because you yeah. because obviously it's punchline and cobs and then and then then cheaper than therapy always shows up and it's like it's not a wonder why it happens because they pay for it so yeah, yeah. that's one of those things i have to work my way around is cap su- success not using capitalism,
3: right?
2: It's hard. It's hard it, to do. It,
0: it yeah, sucks. I wish everybody took pot treats as payment. It would just make my life yeah, so much easier. That would be. It that would be, would be nice. Like, Smooth sailing. Uh, But you come from Sacramento, right?
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then Uh, you came
0: here, how long ago did you move here?
2: About seven, eight years ago. Yeah, so you're,
0: Uh, no, you're from here now.
2: Yeah, yeah, I've lived here, lived here long enough for sure to know my way, know my way around, Um, and I also love the the fact that I can make, like, local jokes, as we were talking about earlier about the tenderloin and stuff like that, that's a lot of fun. Um, And yeah, yeah, I love San Francisco, Uh, gonna be here for probably a little bit, bit longer um, and then making the move to la or new york that, that, that's the that's the decision for all of us um, um, yeah um, i don't know i don't know uh, we'll we'll see at you that see point, more like but- a new york kind of person than in la yeah yeah i like uh i like the idea of both i i i feel like uh, i sweat very easily so i'd have to i go to i'd go to new york it would, <laughs> would be nice well it's like it gets hot there too but yeah uh, it's not all year round right um but yeah the oh there i go talking about weather
3: Damn, yeah fuck,
2: fuck you Jay Moore. yeah um but yeah the that, that was also weird after his show he just was d- disappeared Ooh. as well like no like yeah that was that mm. was strange but anyway um yeah thanks th- thanks for this Yeah, no, this is
0: great. Go see Anthony in Sacramento at the Black
2: Star, Gold Star. Uh, Blacktop black Comedy. Top if you want to see a, a Jew roast a Nazi, that's for a change. There we go. The,
0: not a Jew. Remember his Twitter. Oh, right. Yeah. Just externally. Just externally.
2: Yeah. It's so right.
0: funny. Um, this has been great. I'm glad, I'm glad I've gotten... I was excited about it. I'm like, oh, I get to do Anthony Zagaro a little better. Me too. How fun. Me this too. is really great. Too. Thank you. Yeah. And uh, uh, everybody check out him and all of his Facebooks and
2: comedy shows and, and tell people about him and 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 come to Pam Benjamin's shows. Yeah. Uh, Come to Mutiny Radio. Support Mutiny Radio. Somebody come to these shows. They will eventually because I have a new
0: scheme. I'm going to get a bunch of comedians together. I'm going to bribe them with pot food, weed, smokable weed, and And pizza when they're done. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to send them out. Once the flyers are made for the festival, I'm going to send them out to this neighborhood. Because people live here. And we're going to say, hey, did you know there's a comedy festival? And there's a comedy thing right around the corner. You can just walk up. What? It's great. Yeah. And then it'll be like a person-to-person, kind of like introduction because technology just doesn't work for me right so i need to be like what does work for me person to person contact and if everyone goes out and like if every if every comic went to 10 houses (laughs) maybe none of us have to have friends anymore (laughs) we can just have the neighborhood Mm. because they don't even know the place exists
3: yeah People yeah.
0: have lived here around the corner for years and they're like, I always wondered what that was. <laughs> <laughs> the sign outside doesn't help. So, yeah. Uh, this has been Some Call Me Tim where we talk about God and stuff next week. No idea who's on, but somebody uh, come to Happy Hour, come to Pam and we'll see you guys next week. Everything Mutiny Raider, Anthony Zaccaro. Yay!
2: Thanks, everybody.
1: So
4: To offer you? I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shitface McRat. Asiento. <laughs> Asiento. Take a seat at Asiento on Twenty First and Bryant meet friends for a drink, have delicious tapas and a relaxed community atmosphere. Asiento honestly, is a wonderful place. They have incredible bartenders, and board games all over the walls, trivia on Mondays, Taco Tuesdays, first Wednesday live jazz, live DJs Thursday, parties, the food is darn good. Special happy hour prices all night long,
1: Counter Offer uses only fresh ingredients and never store-bought shit. Special ingredients are made from scratch daily, including beans, ketchup, mustard,
0: habanero sauce, and ranch dressing. Counter Offer even serves vegan mac and cheese. All of this great food is served 2 p.m. to 10 p.m. daily and until 11 p.m. on Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Counter Offer is located inside Bender's
1: Bar and Grill at 806 South Van Be sure to tell them Mutiny sent you. Counter Offer, babe. Everybody should listen to Muni Radio at mutinyradio.fm It's a great place to listen to crazy things
0: Subliminal SF visual and auditory mind control brings you the best coolest t-shirt and hoodie designs and mind bending local bands and shows at venues all over San Francisco in the Bay Area
4: Yeah. Welcome Bender's Bar and Grill, located at 806 South Van Ness in the Mission District of San Francisco. Your favorite bar with awesome